Welcome to the Real Estate 401k Show. Here are your hosts, Ryan Gertis, Mike Weinstein, and Justin Frederick, helping you build a legacy of wealth through real estate. Powered by the Recon Group at West USA and the Frederick team with Fairway Mortgage. NMLS number 625918. Welcome back to the Real Estate 401k Show. I'm your host, Mike Weinstein, alongside Justin Frederick and my partner, Ryan Gertis. So, on Monday, on the previous episode, we had talked about where the national debt is at $34 trillion. We talked about where the current credit card debt is for American consumers at $1.079 trillion. We provide you some great strategies uh, to understanding uh, what's on your credit report and, more importantly, advice uh, that you could give your kids. So if you want to go back to the previous episode, we welcome you to do that. But, guys, I want to continue the conversation about this $1.79 trillion in credit card debt and what opportunities that it might present for investors. So this episode really... I'm not even say specifically investors. It's just anyone looking to buy a home. I think in the next 12 to 18 months, this credit card debt is going to continue to spiral out of control. It's going to provide some incredible opportunities. And so you need to get ready to text the word SHORT to 623-AZ-RECON. That's SHORT to 623-AZ-RECON. We have not, over the last three to four years, have not seen very many in the way of foreclosures, in short sales, because no matter how bad someone's financial situation became, they just had hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equity. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't see that. Well, I am starting to see the situation evolve and change. Over the last two years, we've seen some people that, let's just say, overpaid for their home, perhaps. Uh, they do not have any equity. They might be facing some hardships. And we'll talk about what happens during those hardships. To Justin's point from our previous episode, we are starting to see a lot of people, in order to get out of credit card debt, doing a cash-out refinance, taking that cash out, and then waking up tomorrow and not being in that equity position. So now, over the next 12 months, I predict we're going to see a lot of people, no equity or very little equity, upside down, perhaps they lose their jobs, face some sort of financial hardship, have to move for job relocation, and now are stuck. So now presents what I think the opportunity is going to become for savvy home buyers and for a lot of investors out there. And that is, we're going to start in my predictions. Ryan, I feel like we're going to start to see a lot more short sales come to fruition. So break it down real quickly before you give us your thoughts. What is a short sale? When our listeners hear the word short sale, what exactly is going on? All right. In layman's terms, a short sale is somebody who needs to sell their home and the value is short of what they owe on it. So their equity position is negative, right? But they can either no longer afford their mortgage or they've you know, got unemployed or some type of life change has happened that has put them in a situation that they can no longer afford that property. Um, and so at that point, they need to go negotiate with the bank that holds the note on their home 
and have them approve it being sold short of what they owe on it. So if they owe $300,000, the home's worth two fifty, and there's other fees involved in order to sell the home, then they're going. the bank is going to have to go back to its fund managers and, and its investors and everybody who basically makes decisions over there at the bank, and they're going to review the file, and they're going to ask for income information, they're going to ask for hardship information, they're going to look for asset information, and then they're going to say, hey, look, there's, there's seriously something going on with this individual. They need help. And then they will either approve or deny or some, or some form of negotiation help that homeowner because it is infinitely easier for them to work with homeowners than it is to file foreclosure and go through that entire process. And so the short sale <clears throat> process means then an investor comes along or a home or a buyer comes along and says, okay, I recognize the situation here. House is worth three hundred, or the house is worth two fifty. Uh, seller owes three hundred. Buyer investor comes in and says, "Okay, to the bank, I want to buy the house for two hundred. And if the bank approves, now there's a hundred thousand dollar short sale, shortfall, short sale potentially. potentially. Well, that, it's not a hundred thousand dollar short sale; it's a fifty thousand, right? Because right. they owe two fifty. But there's there's a potential hundred thousand dollar upside equity position for that buyer. Um, so what they'll generally do is when they're doing the re- when they're reviewing it, they're going to do a more of a modified appraisal on it. They call them BPOs or broker pi- priced opinion. Essentially, what they're doing is they're finding real estate professionals out there that have a good grip on the market and can go over there and put boots on the ground and say, "Hey, look, based on comps and market trends and current activity, uh, this buyer is in the wheelhouse. It's something that the bank should do, or man, this buyer is taking you know, taking the bank for for a ride and." And we should probably counter back with a higher number. All right. If you're wanting to learn more about short sales, perhaps you're in this situation and need guidance and need help on how you navigate this as a homeowner, or you're an investor or a buyer wanting to learn more and how to look for these opportunities, all you have to do is text the word short to 623-AZ-RECON. That's short to 623-AZ-RECON. Back to you, Ryan. Uh my my outlook on this, credence to it, you thinking the same thing as me, that, that cre- the credit card debt can produce quite a bit of, and it's not going to be the only source, but quite a bit of these opportunities. Well, so these things come in all different shapes and sizes. Back in 2007, when short sales first became a thing, and, and then by 2008, that's basically it's all, all you did. saw, right? Uh, that was incurred due to you know, irresponsible borrowing on the real estate side, irresponsible lending on the on the lender side. I mean, there's all kinds of things that went down. Um, they put some things in place that really are going to, uh, you know, s- you know, skirt that. Um, for instance, like back then, we could get a trumped up appraisal when a property's worth five hundred. We can get an appraisal that says six hundred all all day long. Not the, because not, we could hire our cousin who was an appraiser. Well, yeah, and it was just yeah, it, yeah. It, it, was, it was literally one of those scenarios. Now there's a little bit more arm's length, and so when the appraisal came back, people were paying cash out of pocket. So that's not debt, right? So the, it may have only been worth five hundred. They bought it for six, but then they had to put a hundred grand down in addition to their down payment. So there's not as much that we're like percentage wise that we're that we're going to see like we saw back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and then through a handful of years. Um, but we are going to see it because people did go and, and grab debt in other places where they had no business getting debt. 
Uh, we, we've seen, uh, you know, particularly during COVID, it wasn't just homes. The auto industry was through the roof. I remember I had to buy a truck. I walked in there and they said, Here, here's a used truck, a year old, had 22,000 miles on it. And it was a nice truck, don't get me wrong, but they wanted $72,000 for it. And I was like, you must be outside of your mind. <laughs> and then they said, well, and then they said, well, what if you do it? What if you build a new one? Then I can probably get you a better price on it. I paid $49,000 for the same truck, brand new, zero miles, and a handful of upgrades on it because people were paying yeah. right now money. And for all you it. had to do was just wait a couple months. All, yeah, I had to just wait a few months. And, you know, and, and I, and I, and I, and I planned for it because I knew I didn't need it for another six. So I started shopping at that time. And it was just kind of, it, it wasn't like I was, I'm some rocket science a scientist. I, I knew that, I, that the day was coming. I, my daughter needed a vehicle. And so that's just kind of how that rolled out. So I'm saying all this because it wasn't just real estate debt. It was vehicles. It was people yeah. out there overspending. It was you know, people trying to navigate the workforce because they didn't quite know what was what it was going to look like. People had to take sabbaticals for a month or two. If you're in the entertainment or hospitality industry, you got your butts kicked. I'm not I'm not I'm not, you know, judging. I'm just saying that's what they did. They had to make ends meet somehow. Well, Ryan, whether you're around us or not, there are a lot of names that we call you, but rocket scientist is, is not one never of no. one of them. Nope. If you'd like some strategies and understanding the short sale process, perhaps you're in a situation where you are upside down and you need experts to guide you through this process, all you got to do is text the word short to 623-AZ-RECON. That's short to 623-AZ-RECON. Justin, I know that you are starting to see them pop up in your world. What do you make out of this, and what are you starting to see? And I want to—I just want to do it, warn, not warn everybody. In, in full disclosure, I am not at all predicting and saying that we are going to have a market meltdown like 2007, 2008. The market is incredibly strong. I am not predicting any type of crash. What I'm saying is we're going to see— some more opportunities come along than we have over the last three, four, five years. So I actually have uh, two short sales going right now that are actively under contract. Um, one's waiting for bank approval, which I don't see an issue with, but uh, one's in Colorado and, and one's in Maricopa, uh, Arizona. So um, and out, one in Casa Grande. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be ours. Oh, we're going to get to that oh, one. Oh, yeah, 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 we're going to get to that Sorry. one. <laughs> Um, I, I've, I haven't seen a short sale since probably 2014, 2013 area. So to, to have multiple contracts right now, I definitely see that this is coming up and I do feel like credit card debt has had an impact on this because once you get into these, these credit card debts and your cards are maxed out and you, you owe this money. It's, it's just a hole that's hard to dig out of until you can get some sort of relief. And uh, these individuals had a low interest rate on their mortgage, even if they were able to do a cash out refinance and, and refinance it and save a couple thousand dollars a month, it still doesn't put them back to square one when they bought that house at a low interest rate with very little debt. Um, so I, I, I definitely think we'll, we'll see some of these come about just due to the fact of what's going out of their accounts each month compared to what's coming in. Um, and 
you know, there is, there is houses where uh, it, a year and a half ago, two years ago, somebody bought with an FHA with three and a half percent down there, even with that three and a half percent down, there's no room yeah. for, for the so. sell of a home because there's fees that come along with it. Um, so I- even if our values aren't changing, um, in some of these areas where we're not getting a lot of, uh, increase in value, we're going to see some of these. When it comes to, Justin, when it comes down to my credit report, obviously when you stop being able to afford your mortgage payment, um, it does some major destruction to mm-hmm. your credit report. So we're not going to sh- sugarcoat that. Is there a difference, though, of having a home that you sold on a short sale to someone as opposed to actually having a full foreclosure on your credit report? Because for a lot of people go, well, I'm just going to throw my hands up in the air. I don't want to take any more phone calls. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm just going to let the foreclosure scenario play out. And deed in lieu of foreclosure. If there's, there's there, it's, a, it's a massive difference. I mean, uh, a lot of times you can get away with a short sale with uh, one or two late payments sometimes. Um, when you go into a foreclosure, typically you're you're getting upwards of six plus missed payments, um, and the damage alone with with those 120 day lates on your credit is going to be uh, very damaging. Not not to mention then the seasoning that you have to for recovering from a foreclosure or a short sale. A, a, in, in a short sale situation, uh, a lot of times we can get people into uh, a new home within two to three years. Um, whereas a foreclosure, uh, we're looking at a longer seasoning period, uh, typically minimum four years. All right. If you're uh, facing hard times and, and you were facing one of these situations or your neighbor is or a loved one is, uh, one of the best things that you can do is simply just get some advice and understand the nuances to it. And we encourage you to text the word SHORT to 623-AZ-RECON. That's SHORT to 623-AZ-RECON. All right, Ryan, time to let you shine here. Okay. Um, a lot of people out there, a lot of investors out there, a lot of buyers out there coming across these situations, and they try to navigate it themselves without hiring a professional. And just because somebody has a real estate license, just because somebody's a realtor or a real estate agent, I can guarantee you does not mean they know how to navigate the waters of short sales but people go, oh, I don't want to deal with an agent or whatever the case is. Well, fortunately, we're real estate wealth managers. But nonetheless, I, um, I, I, I dude, your head is so big. I, I, I don't even want to give you <laughs> any kind of props or whatever. But we are in the process of this short sale down in Casa Grande. And without getting full into the details, I just want you to kind of take us through your negotiating prowess and what you did, because what you ended up doing left pretty much everybody speechless. Like you (laughs) freaking stuck it to them and put us in, I can guarantee you, in a much better financial position than any other person that I know could have done so. And why, if people are looking to do this, why is it they should text the word SHORT to 623-AZ-RECON? Well, let me preface this. There was zero casualty on the civilian side, okay? So the owner of the property, uh, there's no there's no adverse conditions or, or, or effects, if you will, on them. This was, this was just us negotiating with the bank. So that being said... Um, 
Yeah, they they wanted two hundred fifty thousand dollars for that property. Um, we the, ba- the, uh, bank, the bank the, the bank wanted two hundred fifty thousand, so uh, we offered two twenty five. They countered back at us at two thirty five, and then I countered back at them at two ten. <laughs> And I, <laughs> that's not I. That, Justin, that's I not how counter kids. offers no, normally no, work. This is what I do with my uh, kids. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, this is exactly what I do with my kids. Dad, how how much further are we? We're over an hour away. How much further? We're two hours away. How much? Further? We're three. Dad, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 this game that I play. It's my favorite game to play yeah. when I'm on when I'm on the right side of but the table. But you're doing it with it. a bank. Yeah, it's but, great. Yeah, I did it with the bank, uh, and I did it a lot back in the day. Um, so what they do is once uh, you, you have to understand that this is a business. So they they every time that a piece of paper comes across their desk, it costs them money. Okay, they have to pay someone to review it. They have to go back to their investors. They have to do all these things. And so the more time something takes, the more money it costs them. So it's it's not really hard for me to go over there and say, hey, look, I'm just going to drown you in a little bit more paperwork, right? Because I can push a button and I have it all right there. So. I essentially put together um, a comparative market analysis, but then I also put together uh, all the trends and all the numbers that that we've been experiencing over the past year, and and I put together this this presentation on it as to why I was paying too much on my on my initial offer, <laughs> and that after further review, I can only pay this much, and because the uh, I, I essentially did a broker price opinion. Okay, but my broker price opinion was a little bit more in depth, a little bit more details, had a lot more data supporting it. So when I submitted that, they didn't have a whole lot that they could say that could counterbalance the numbers that their BPO officer or agent had sent over to them, and so they approved it. Um, so that's not the end of the story. About a week and a half before before Christmas, we were supposed to close on the twenty seventh. Twenty seventh of December. About a week and a half before Christmas. We got a phone call from one of the neighbors. Hey, there's water coming out of the garage. It's flooding. And I'm like, awesome. Because yeah. <laughs> it's not our house yeah, yet. It's not our house yet. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so let's get this fixed, we, right? We, we had already we had already budgeted out what we were going to do. And on, the, to on that wire, I'm like, abort, abort, yeah, abort. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so I said, Well, that's too bad because per the contract, they have to not only honor our price, but they have to return it to uh, as original or better condition based on the contract. So now they're going to, they're in the middle of remodeling the property <laughs> and we're going to get a fully remodeled property. Whoa. At, at, wow. At the 210 rather than uh, having to pay anymore. So that is, a, that is a one-off situation, but again, it was just another an extra <laughs> layer of negotiations that we had to go through with them. But, and it's so funny because we were going back and forth. Do we just turn around and flip this thing? Because we know what the house is worth as is, or do we right. put some money into it and update it? And now we don't. We get the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think our, our questions were answered for us. You know, what was so. that wow thing that you did last week? Don't ever do it. No, don't, come on, dude. I got we're on a roll here. We're, like, we were doing, we're doing was, so good. That's uh, an we incredible better, story. We better, we better shut this episode down. Um, <laughs> there is a difference between. And I don't want to disparage other people in our industry. There's a lot of great real estate professionals, agents, realtors out there. But if you are truly looking to build wealth in real estate or looking to figure out how to salvage your terrible situation, you want to work with experienced negotiators, people who've done it, 
people who are real estate wealth managers, and that is our team, the Real Estate 401k group. All you got to do is text the word SHORT to 623-AZ-RECON. That's SHORT to 623-AZ-RECON. Thank you for joining us on the Real Estate 401k Show. If you want more information on how to build wealth, click on the link or text us at 623-297-3266. That's 623-AZ-RECON.